joining Have Tea with B. Today we are having tea with Eric Holmes. I appreciate you having me. And I'm so glad you can make it. <laughs> Eric was supposed to be here for um, the last episode we did yeah. about um, dating in your 30s, but he got a little sick and yeah. he had to miss that one. But I was like, I gotta bring him all because Eric is a character, y'all. Oh, we in there now. We about, we, about to have some, we about to have some fun. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> so um, today we're going to kind of talk about balance. But um, first, I uh, just want to make sure, you know, y'all make sure y'all follow me. Um, have TV, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube as well. Subscribe to my channel. And I'm going to let Eric kind of introduce himself first before I just really dive into like the questions and stuff I have for him. All right. I can't wait because I'm... Uh, <laughs> my curiosity level is like on a whole nother level. But yes, so my name is Eric Holmes. I'm owner of a, a business called Inspired. So we are a cigar lounge and restaurant, well, upcoming cigar lounge and restaurant. So in the meantime, we've been throwing a lot of events, wine mm-hmm. events, cigar events, uh, different parent events, stuff like that. Uh, so if you don't already follow me on social media, please follow me at Eric Holmes. I am on every social media platform you can think of. Uh, <clears throat> And yeah, and we got a few real big events coming up. I'm excited about those. Um, yeah. Um, what else do we need to know about me? Where I'm from? I mean, whatever you want to tell I'm us. I mean, I'm, I'm originally I'm originally from Savannah. Uh, I've been living in the Macon area about uh, about eight years. Um, it's been cool. It's been fun. It's not really too different from home, but I'm just happy to be away for a little while. So mm-hmm. we'll see what happens in the future as far as me staying here. So what really, I mean, what really brought you here? Because like a lot of people, they um, now I'm from Macon, of course. Right. I was born here, lived here most of my life, except for when I was, um, I think it was like 14 or 15. I lived in DeKalb County. Mm-hmm. Um, I moved to DeKalb for like, ooh, six, seven years, right. and then I came back here. Um, and a lot of people try to like, you know, put Macon down, like, mm-hmm. but we have so much. We have so much going on here. Like mm-hmm. we have really rich history, mm-hmm. um, and Macon is a. I don't. I don't even think. Of, I can't think of the right word right now. But it is like a really large location that hosts a lot of creatives. Yep. You have a lot of. Um, it's so much talent here. Yep. So much talent. Yep. So what really just like made you be like out of all the places you can move <laughs> to, you came to Macon. Listen, I get asked that all the time too. So okay, so. Originally, so I was in college, second year of college, Savannah State, and uh, <clears throat> I was in school for business. And so, during this time, I was working and going to school probably five times a day, so I've been going crazy. Mm-hmm. And uh, I got a call from CSX, which is the railroad, all right? So, that was based in Atlanta, so CSX called me. They said, hey, we want to hire you, come in for orientation, and stuff like that. So, I was like, oh, I'm out, because railroad, everybody knows the railroad plays good, especially yeah. for long term, mm-hmm. too. Um, so yeah, I moved, I moved to Atlanta and I uh, got with a railroad, been there for a little bit. And then they got this big thing with seniority. So we had a big furlough. So a lot of people got laid off. I had no seniority, so I have no call. So it's like, Hey, we got to let you go. So it's like, it's nothing I could do. So I had a choice. It was either go back home to Savannah or find some way either close or what I really want to move to is Charlotte. Cause I really love Charlotte. Okay. And, uh, I was like, well, I have some family that stays in uh, Warner Robins. So that's what I moved at first. I was like, eh, 
So my cousin gave me a chance. He's like, "Hey man, if you want to, if you want to move up here, man, you can stay with me as long as you, as long as you need to." I was like, "I just give me a month, and then I'll be at your house. It's, it's whatever." So that's what happened. So moved to Warner Robins, um, and then moved up to Macon, and then, hey, I've been here ever since. Okay. So, well. it's, yeah, it's a little wild though, but it's not too far from. And another reason too, it's not too far from Macon. I meant from Atlanta, and not too mm-hmm. far from homes, man. So not, I'm right, I'm right in the middle. So yeah, you are in the middle. You're in the middle, definitely. And it's nothing like being able to go home when you feel like it, and yeah. you won't be too tired or nothing like that as well. And then also to go up to you know Party Central in Atlanta. Yeah, because I used to listen. Right it was it was to a point people thought I lived. I've been out there so much, like maybe two or three times a week. Um, <laughs> it was wild. I had a certain place I go. People knew my first name basis. Like, like you really thought I was like mm-hmm. big time with as as much as I went to these places. And people uh-huh. like, who, who this guy is? So it's, <laughs> it's been it's been bad. So I slowed down a little bit though. I have mm-hmm. I'm not I haven't been out there as much as I used to. But um, you know it's all good. Just a phase. Got you. I got you. So um, as I mentioned today, we're going to talk about um, just balance in life. So I um, chose Eric to come on for this episode because I do know a little bit about him. I just met him. I actually met him. Uh, it was my, uh, my birthday this mm-hmm. year. Yep. And um, my friend Trina mm-hmm. invited him. She was like, one of my friends coming or whatever. And I was like, okay, cool. <laughs> and it was just like, he fit right on in. I was like, well, he all in the picture and everything that yeah. we, the group picture that we yeah. took. <laughs> <laughs> so he fit right in. Yeah. But um, I know that Eric is, um, he's an entrepreneur, mm-hmm. but he's also someone else's employee as well, just like me. Mm-hmm. So that's why I asked him to come on about this. And then also I know he um he really tries to maintain a personal life also. Yes. Which is difficult sometimes. Yes. So that's what kind of what we're gonna kinda talk about today. Okay. So um first, I'm just gonna kinda I wanna know like your thoughts on how you feel like about maintaining it all. Like how do you balance it all? How do you keep it separate? Um that's a good question, actually. So I think I think the balance really comes from well, first you have to know what you really want to do. Mm-hmm. Okay, like, and then what I tell people when they get ready to start a business or whatever it is they're trying to venture off to, if that's the one, if that's the thing you want to do, you stick to that one. Don't try to mix up too many different things in one and you get kind of confused, and that's when the unbalance starts. So one, I would say that make sure whatever you're getting into, that's what you want to do for the long term. And not worry too much about the end game. You know, enjoy the process when the process is going to be good, bad, make you want to quit sometimes. No, definitely. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, it's it's a wild it's a wild ball game. Um, but I think as far as like trying to separate everything, it's 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 one of the things you have to work at. Just like just like playing sports and practicing. You know, it's like. When you start with something that you really don't know about, you got to just keep reputation, just keep doing this mm-hmm. kind of stuff that, uh, you know, that you feel like you need to get better at, whether it's just in life skills or business. But you have to, like, separate two from making it personal. Because when people say it's not, when it's business not personal, you, you tend to take it personal no matter what. If somebody turn you down, you know, stuff like that. So um, <clears throat> the, balance, the balance thing is definitely going to take some time. But... I would tell you that uh, that whatever you're trying to do, like just stick with it, and not try to have too many distractions going on. And that's that's be one of the things that help the balance part, though. Yeah, I agree with that definitely with the um district the distractions yeah. part um yeah. because sometimes I mean of course we all know 
things happen in life that are unplanned. Mm-hmm. So you already have things that are planned that kind of get in the way sometimes, and yep. then unplanned things, you know, happen just yep. out of the blue. So you have to try to keep things clear and in order mm-hmm. to kind of help you with balance. Um, y'all, I know you follow me on social media, mm-hmm. so you know I'm a big advocate for mental health as well mm-hmm. and just like healing. Um, mm-hmm. And everything as well. So how do you feel like your mental health comes into play with maintaining all of that? Uh, mental health is definitely going to be at the top of the list. Uh, especially like emotionally when you're dealing with people that are close to you. And also in the business side too as well. Um, because sometimes like when I was talking about those distractions... That when it comes to personal, like as far as family, friends, stuff like that, we tend to bring those emotions into the business side. And then what happens with that is um, that's when we talk about the balance, the unbalance happens. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the mental health is, the first thing is being self-aware of like who you are. Definitely. You have to be self-aware of who you are and understand that your mental health is the number one. And that if you have to reach out to a uh, therapist or anybody that you seek value uh, from, go to that. Do whatever it is that's going to keep you focused and not worry about the things that you're trying to get to because those are going to happen. But you have to make sure that you are focused and you have to make sure that you are in a well-balanced place in order to do these things. Definitely. I agree with all of that because if your mental health is not like a priority Things are gonna crumble. Yeah, and let's like say, and with business, like you're gonna get a lot of it's, it's a lot of emotions in that oh, kind of definitely. stuff. Like especially like when you starting off and you use your own money for businesses, mm-hmm. and uh, that right there could cause a breakdown too as well. Because sometimes yes. you find yourself using too much of your personal money, mm-hmm. whatever that, or personal finances, and you find yourself like, oh, I got rent, I got this, and you forget yes. if you get about. It. So you're so caught up in that in that process, and. Uh, yeah, and that's when you gotta be strong. Like that's mm-hmm. that's when you really figure out who you are. Like who who are you when times get that rough? Like, and that's when really the test for mental health really comes. It's like this is where you figure out who you really are mm-hmm. in those adversities. I definitely agree. I agree with all of that. Like with me, um, you know, I have a baking business, so mm-hmm. I deal with people constantly. Mm-hmm. And um, at first, like I've been baking like pretty much my whole life, you know, the whole story about having an easy bake oven, you go all the way back then. That's when I've discovered I really had a passion for baking. Like me and my sister, uh-huh. you know, we're two years apart. So we pretty much did everything together. When we would run out of the little um easy bake oven little packets. I just love them things. Listen, I got, say, I, I got a <laughs> well, listen, I got an older sister, but like when we was little, that's what my mom bought for an easy bake oven. And I'm talking about, we just bake the hell out of stuff in there. Look, we, I just steal all the cakes. I'm I telling you, I was that guy. Look, that little, that little yellow cake and the little chocolate I still do it now. Let me see. Let me see somebody cooking these. I'm in there. When we would run out of the little mix, and because um, like we were baking like stuff in it all the time, my girl was like, I'm not buying y'all no more meat, you know, or whatever. So we was like, okay, cool. So we started up our own little recipes in the kitchen. Making up little cake flour and stuff and making our own icing. I was the baker's everything. man. Yes. 
So I've been doing it for a very long time, but I really started getting into the decorative side of things uh-huh. in 2020. Mm-hmm. Um, I was at home a lot because of COVID. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I got time on my hand. People kept asking, let me go ahead yep. and give it a try. And I found myself at first, like with the stuff that people were requ- requesting, right. um, it took a minute for me to really sit down and figure out how I need to charge people. Mm-hmm. Um, because in the beginning, you're going to lose some of your money. You just thought. Oh, listen. You're, first of all, it's going to take a few years for you to get mm-hmm. it. But like I said, you will, there will, there will be times you will lose. Like, mm-hmm. And the hardest part is, like we say, well, pricing. Yes. Because one is figuring out your demographics, is figuring out your market, and who are you catering to. Yes, they, definitely. And so you have, and what I always tell people, like people will spend money on what they want to spend money on. Very true. And when it comes to like your products, like let's say if you have something like amazing, like a cake or something that nobody haven't seen before, and you're like, well, I could charge this, but they'll feel like your price is too much, but mm-hmm. then go buy like, Patty LaBelle cake for two hundred dollars more because it's Patty LaBelle. You know yeah. what I mean? So like a lot of people are caught on brands like that too. So that's why it's good to grow brands too. But also you just gotta have that uh support and then you know and then and keep uh keep marketing yourself when it comes yeah, to that definitely. kind of stuff. Yeah, you have to keep marketing yourself and you have to spend money on that. Like relentlessly. Um, yeah, all the time. I'm always looking for something to help me stand out a little bit more. And if I, I I weigh out my pros and cons, if I can take this loss, you know, is it going to hurt too much or whatever? But overall, I would say um, everything I lost in the beginning, I've gained back, you know, with yeah. just over time. You got to keep working it. I call it I call it tasting. So you have to go through all these tasting processes. Like when you're in the business, like you just got to do stuff. Just do it. See what works. Mm-hmm. Because it's really it's not up to you to figure out what's going to work or not. It's going to be it's up to your consumer. That's true. They're going to tell you what works and don't work. So I tell anybody, like, don't worry about if what kind of feedback you're getting uh, or how much stuff you're putting out. Like, your consumer will tell you exactly if it's working or not. And then also if you're promoting enough or not. Oh, definitely. And if you're on the right platforms, too. So, like I tell anybody, like, I know a lot of people use Facebook, but use other platforms, Mm -hmm. Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, YouTube. Use all of them. And that's what that's what yeah. I do. And I post probably when I start, I probably post maybe literally I did 75 posts a day per social platform. And so like I went relentless and I had this one person actually call me on Facebook. I forgot you could call people on Facebook. Oh, I hate when people do <laughs> that. Listen, yeah, I don't like it. And they said, and they said, man, they said, man, I don't even know you, but every time I turn my phone on, I see you. I said, that's the point. So yes, you have you know, to do that. You, you have got, to. You have to. You have to. And I know there are some people who actually um they get irritated about people posting several times a day. And I'm just like, well, you don't need to be on social media because that's the purpose of it. Yeah. You have to post to stay relevant, so people can see you, so people can see what you're doing to want what you're doing. You know, you have to keep. I'm that glad going. you. I'm glad you said that because also. People that's getting into the business, when they start posting, they start thinking about how other people feel about you posting as much. Mm-hmm. You got to get out that part, too. Yes. It's like, bro, post, like, keep going, like, keep hammering it. Dude, I'll tell you anybody that if you're just starting out posting, I'm going to tell you, at least do, for somebody that's just starting off, I would say at least do seven pieces of content a day. Start off with seven. That, I feel like it's a low number. Seven pieces of content a day on each social, social media platform and see how that goes. And then once you start building your rep, just put out more. And get cre- and you gotta get creative with it too as well. But just yeah, keep you definitely out. do. And that's something um, that I'm starting to adapt to more, especially with the podcast. We're trying to promote that mm-hmm. um, because I have my baking business. That's what I. That's like my main priority 
of what I post most of the time is baking stuff. But I'm like, okay, this is my baby too. So I got to mm-hmm. make sure I take care of this baby and mm-hmm. show this baby off as mm-hmm. well. So I'm trying to make sure I keep things a little bit intriguing. Mm-hmm. So even if I don't post like just a reel from like my last episode, I'm going to post some life quotes, some life advice or something. Mm-hmm. So it helps. And I I have the amount of... um responses that I have been getting I love it like I'm constantly getting somebody um inboxing me more than one person inboxing me multiple times a day telling me oh I love what you're doing and can you do this and do that like I had someone ask me if I could um give them like daily affirmations yep so what I did was I cleared my evening right. one day and I was just like, you know what, I'm gonna take this time and I'm gonna do this. Cause I was like, I don't wanna send them nothing every day. Yeah. You know, that that I may forget. Yeah. So what I did was I created a little 30 day calendar in a sense. Mm-hmm. And it has aff- affirmations and different things that you can do for self-care on it. Mm-hmm. And I sent it to them and other people that I know. And they love it. Yeah. So sometimes you got to take those sacrifices and just kind of sit down and give people what they want. Yeah, I call it I call it hacking a culture. Really, that's yes. what I call it hacking because you like you are actually in the business of your business is literally hack any culture because it's mm-hmm. dealing with food where everybody has to do is eat. You know yes. what I mean? And everybody loves sweets. A lot of people can't eat sweets, but most mm-hmm. people eat sweets. And then you can hack any type of event, any type of like any setting. You can be involved in that because it involves. Some type of food, yes, yes, you know what I mean. So you you in the you in the win you in the you in the win game. You win it. It is a it's it's a great business. The the food and everything, mm-hmm. um, and that kind of leads me into uh, my next thing. So as Eric mentioned, he does um like wine tasting events. Right. I went to my first um like wine tasting experience over the summer. It was my first like official wine tasting experience. Mm-hmm. I went to Chateau Elan mm-hmm. for um, two of my friends' birthdays. They're twins. And it was an amazing experience. Mm-hmm. I learned so much that mm-hmm. I, you you think you know stuff about like wine and different mm-hmm. things just from like over time. Right. But until you actually sit somewhere where this person is like a connoisseur and they mm-hmm. know exactly what's going on, mm-hmm. You're going to be like, yeah, I was doing that all wrong. Like, <laughs> like I always have, I've always known that you're not supposed to fill your wine glass to the top. You know, Correct. stuff like that. That's certain stuff you just know. Yeah. But I didn't know um, about how exactly it should smell, how exactly it should look, you know, different ones and everything right. like that. So it was an amazing experience. Mm-hmm. So when I seen that Eric was hosting mm-hmm. wine tasting events, I was like, oh, I got to go. I mm-hmm. was like, I know a little bit now. I can fit in. So <laughs> <laughs> I went and I loved it. So that kind of brings me to my next thing. Um, right. I feel like with social media right. and everything now, people just kind of post whatever, which is okay mm-hmm. to be personal and just show who you really are, you know, because sometimes, you know, you just lay... Lay your coat down. You just, you know, you just right. you. You're free. Right. But at the same time, I feel like a lot of people, they um, they don't care about etiquette or anything anymore. Yeah. So they kind of just, that, uh, they come off a little little crazy sometimes. I'll be like, that is not cute. Yeah, that that comes from the environment they're around. Yeah. That definitely comes from that. And then also, too, is what I see a lot with social media is that people do a lot of stuff to create attention. Mm-hmm. To be like that funny person because those people actually, believe it or not, like most people that seek attention like that 
has one probably absolutely nothing else going on, True. and they need some type of uh, validation or like or something that makes them feel whole or like I belong, you know, something like that. So yeah. it, it's whatever emotional thing for them that makes them feel whatever how they feel. So that's and I and I understand that I get that. Yes. Um, but. Yes, a lot of people not cultured that way as far as like learn this kind of stuff. Because a lot of people got more than enough time to actually learn stuff just if they just want to do it or not. Mm-hmm. But if they don't, they they play they play with it. And what I learned too, so I'm in a wine group too as well. And uh, I know when I first started and I started doing random stuff like what you would see, like, oh, why y'all doing this? this is stupid. And I used to post stuff holding the glass wrong, stuff like that. And these people ate me alive. Like they, I t- bet. Like they t- I listen, bet. it's life or death. I bet. It's it. They some gangsters. Yeah, that's you know how I mean? it was at the the wine the, um, at Chateau Elan when we went. There were some people that um, I guess they like frequent there. They go there all the time. It's some gangsters. So you could <laughs> I could see them across, you know, from us. They talking about some of us or whatever, like how we're holding the glass yeah. and all this. And I'm just like, okay, now nah, y'all ain't got to be like that. But and this is why I'm I on people all it, the time though. on social media about it because they find it funny. It's like. Yeah, he right though. It is. Yeah, you know what yeah I mean? definitely. Like, it's, it's just small etiquette. And you know, I am not a, a fan of cheap wine mm-hmm. uh, myself. I've never been a fan of cheap wine, mm-hmm. except for I do like Duplin. Mm-hmm. I do like Duplin, um, just because it really get me there mm-hmm. real quick, mm-hmm. and it tastes okay, mm-hmm. and it has a high percentage. <laughs> yeah, but Stella Rose, oh no. Well, and that's part of a coach. Like, far as when it comes, like I joke around about Stella Rose all the time, but Stella Rose is a real big wine company. It is. Like, it's major. Listen, I always, listen, I always talk, I always talk mess about them. But if Stella Rose was to call me and say, "Hey, man, we want a sponsor," oh, it's the best thing in the world. Oh, that's the only thing I'm opposed. So you know, <laughs> you know I mean? money, money talks. I make, I make fun of it because people's like, "Oh yeah, this this will get you whatever they're trying to get to. Like, this will get you lit, or like, this is the best wine." I'm like. Nah, like that is it's kinda like what people call Kool-Aid. Like it's real flavor. <laughs> and it's and, and it's part of the whole sparkling wine uh mm-hmm. thing. So it's like I get it, I understand it. And then when I introduce people to like the other wines, when you go to like the Chateau Malina and stuff like the stuff that I'm into, it's like, uh-uh, this ain't sweet. And that's the main yes, thing with women. Yes, like it's, it's it's gotta be sweet with women. I'm like, so it's 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 a fun process. Yeah, but I can't also lie. It's like, I do I do like sweet wine. I prefer mm-hmm. sweet wine. Um I prefer anything sweet, even when it comes to light liquor. I'm not a huge fan of just like, oh yeah, let me get a Hennessy and Coke. Uh-uh. Can I get some pineapple juice in there? Something like I need yeah. something yeah. to kind of and I get to fit my palate. And I know? get a lot of it's crazy because like so there's a lot of people that actually pay attention to me about what I post and what I do mm-hmm. a whole lot than what I thought it was. And uh, and I get these inboxes, you know, like, hey, it's my anniversary. What can, what should I get? Like, That's it's, cool. Like, it, it'd be a lot. Like, it'd be a lot of this going. I'm like, damn, people really pay attention to this stuff. So it's cool. So I appreciate that part. Um, but yeah, so like I said, and then I I try to teach at the same time, but some people just into you know they just want to make whoever they circle is laugh, you know. And I get mm-hmm. that part, but I'm into like actually learn this stuff, and I just I just what I like to do. Yeah, I got you. So, also, you know, with you hosting your own events, mm-hmm. do you sometimes feel pressure sometimes to go to, like, other people's events? Even if you may not really be interested, but since they showed up for you, do you feel like you have to go for them? Um, No, I don't feel any pressure from it. Uh, so, I'm a big supporter person. If, mm-hmm. I, if I know I could be there, then I'm going to go. Yes. Uh, and I appreciate the people that came out to my events as well, and then they had a good time, stuff like that. So, like I said, I have gratitude for that. So I, I appreciate the people that um, 
that's your support. And I don't mind showing support back, whatever that's in, like sharing a post or coming to your mm-hmm. event or telling somebody that, hey, you need to check this person out. Like, I'm all, I'm all for it. But nah, the, I don't have the pressure of going to somebody's event because it came to mind. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, you feel if you don't, I think if you don't make their event, you kind of in that conscious, you be like, Oh, yeah, because like that's bad. how I feel sometimes. Because I have so much to do, and then especially like on the weekends, my weekends are it's pretty much dedicated to baking and stuff. Because that's when people have parties and yeah. stuff. Yeah. So I may not can't make my friend's party because I'm working on a really large order, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. So I do feel a little bad sometimes about it, but I will say I am I'm supportive as well, and I really believe that. Just sharing somebody's posts on social media, mm-hmm. it means so much. Mm-hmm. Like, you, it grasps the attention of somebody you wouldn't even think, you know, mm-hmm. would look at it. And you just never know. Yeah. So, if I can do that, I'm always going to do that. But I don't say, it's always somebody searching for a new talent or just something to mm-hmm. do. And then once you share, it's like, oh, I've been looking for this. And it helps that person out. So, you did a good deed. Yes. Um, but, yeah, if you if you if if somebody don't mind sharing it, yeah, share it. Because I be getting shares that I, I don't even know these people. And they'll share it. And, girl, we got to go to this. Boy, we got to go to this. Like, it's, it's, it's wild. I have people that I really do consider Facebook friends. Like, mm-hmm. those, they're my friends on mm-hmm. Facebook. Like, they're so supportive. And I've never met them a day in my life. Yep. They're always constantly sharing my posts. They're going to, you know, just kind of um, talk to me sometimes. Even they may inbox me or ask me certain things. And I'm just like, okay, this is yep. cool. Like, complete strangers. Mm-hmm. But we friends now on Facebook. Because right? it, ma- it makes you feel good, but also it makes you feel like you know what you're doing too as yeah. well. And then it makes you want to do more. Definitely. You know Definitely. I mean? So, Definitely. yeah, that's always a plus. That's on the upside there. So, we're going to get a little personal. Let's get sense. it. We kind of talked about the entrepreneur side mm-hmm. of things. And we ain't deal. We ain't go too, too much into like just being you know working a nine to five being employed by somebody else we won't get to that Mm -hmm. but just kind of maintain like personal life right so i know you missed the last episode and it oh we it got it it went i I, I was sure hoping i'd be ready for that listen and like i got i got sick like i saw you that what day was that that tuesday or wednesday i think it was tuesday i think it was Tuesday. tuesday Um, it was Tuesday. I think when I got home that night, like you know, when you kind of feel it a little uh-huh. bit, I was like, okay, I don't really like this feeling. So I try to help him beat. I was like, let me just take something, try to beat it. <laughs> then the next morning, I'm like, oh, son of. And I felt I was like up, oh. and then the headache, then the body got weak. I said, here we go. Yeah, when I was, I was like, yeah, he, can't come because I'm about to get sick. Yeah, and then the day, the day of. Like I felt a little better, but I wasn't there. So yeah. I was like, you know, I'm not, I'm not even gonna pressure it. And like, you can't take that lightly. You yeah. can't take that lightly. You nah. have to listen to your body. A lot of people don't listen to their body. That's another thing. A lot of people do not listen to their bodies until your body sits you down. And that's me because I work. I'm a workaholic. Yeah, I'm constantly. And it gonna bite. It, it will. It, and it, it never it, fails. And it'll get Being you. a workaholic will bite you. It'll get you. It will yeah, bite it, you. Yeah. You have to listen and take breaks. Yeah. It'll get you. It's really important. But one of the, like, the question that we talked about probably the most on the last episode was, how do you feel about um, things being 50-50? Or do you even agree with it? Or, you know, what's your your outlook on it when it comes to dating? I think, all right, so this stuff been going on for years, and I think... Social media is making more popular. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's yeah, a, it's, it's a good a rotation. It's it comes a good, back in rotation. It's like it's like it's like it's like Jordan's. Yeah, you definitely. know what I mean. So slap a little new name on yeah, it. Yeah, <laughs> you know we made it made it more interesting for the younger right. folks. 
Um, honestly, so how I grew up was, so I mainly grew up around my grandparents and it was always my granddad taking care of everything. Mm-hmm. That was just the old school way. Yeah. And so I, a lot, a lot, I learned a lot of stuff just based off this following, you know, his habits, stuff like that. So as far as the high feeling 50, 50, um, you know, I haven't really put too much thought into like the whole 50, 50 thing. Cause I'm so, I think I'm so used to handling stuff on my own. Mm-hmm. And it don't feel right when somebody else is doing half of, you know, trying to help. I feel like they're trying to help me mm-hmm. in a sense. Um, and I don't I don't feel right with that. And I don't know that's because like, I'm just so used to, I'm so used to, one, taking care of everything on my own. And then also, I'm also used to, which is kind of sad, though, but I'm just going to say it. I'm kind of used to people, like, not being there. Yeah. So when you have that constantly happened, it's kind of like, if somebody say, hey, man, I'm going to go half of this with you, I'm like, all right, but I'm going to take, care of, I'm gonna take care of the whole thing anyway. Yeah. You know it's what I mean? It's a trauma response, honestly. It because is. I always got the backlash, well, not really backlash, but it's always something coming like, hey, man, I'm sorry, but I, I Yeah. And I, I got that so much, then it's like, you know what, I'm just going to, Take care of everything. I can relate Cause I, I understand relate. I understand people Things happen And things mm-hmm. happen with me When I, I say I'm gonna help this person With something And something came up Like My bad Right dog. Like And then that feeling is like ooh, That ain't felt right me And me My conscience is like Sometimes I can't sleep off it Like I wake I try to go to sleep Wake up maybe Two o'clock in the morning I'm like Damn bad dog Like You kinda messed that one up You should've You know what I'm saying Yeah did this, maybe did yeah. That. But it's And they understand But I don't I'm not really I guess into the whole 50 50 thing like I'm just gonna take care of it and then the person that I'm with at that time or hopefully long term you know <laughs> uh yeah <laughs> <laughs> but you know um I'm hoping like if they if I I just started being a person that receives I just started maybe mm-hmm. like two years ago when people want to buy stuff for me I, can, I always been like, nah, I don't do it. It's hard. It's and hard when you're not used to it. Because now I'm like, I've done it so much so I can see the effect on them. And it's kind of like an insult. So I'm like, you know what? Just let them do it. Because yeah. they want to feel good about it. Like, mm-hmm. just let them do it and then be done with it and move on. So I just let people do it. Hey, I want to buy you something? Cool. Hey, I want to help you with something? All right, cool. And I got to be and I gotta be okay with that too. Yeah, you do. But you I also got to be careful with it because it's a lot of people too that would do things for it because they're trying to get something back yeah. from like they yeah. have intentions on like oh if I get him this oh he's gonna get me this you know what I mean so it's like I'm I come from a genuine place so I try to mm-hmm. you know when I'm doing something for you I don't want nothing back I agree I, I feel the same way I everything that I do I do from you know the saying the kindness of my heart honestly I every, anything I do I do from the kindness of my heart um now sometimes there have been Moments where I do, I have overextended myself. Oh yeah, um, where it makes me be in an uncomfortable place, mm-hmm. and that's something that I had to scale back on. But pretty much everything that I do, if I'm offering to do something, it's because I really genuinely care yep. and I want to help you, yep. and I want to see you. I want to see you be okay. Yep. I want to see things be successful for yep. you. So, um, and it a lot of it comes from how I grew up. I mean, I grew up. And like in love, surrounded by love as a child. Mm. But, you know, um, as I mentioned before, my teenage years was not filled with love. Yeah. Um, my grandmother passed away and I was in a whole nother environment. Yeah. And I was I had to be independent. Yep. Me and my we had we had to we had to be grown women at the age of 13, 15. So I don't look for people 
to offer things to me or do things for me. So sometimes I don't know how to take it either. Mm-hmm. So I just be like, I'll just be like, oh, now I got it. But I'm trying now to be like, okay, let me let them help me. Cause yeah, I you just got to learn to be okay with certain stuff. You just got to learn to be okay yeah, with it. Yeah, definitely. But um, with the whole, my, I don't even think I gave my perspective on the 50-50 thing uh, from the ladies. I just let them talk because they kind of went in. So what's yours? Okay? So <laughs> what my perspective is, I would prefer to be whoever I end up with. I would prefer for them to take care of the larger things financially mm. um now 50 50 goes beyond financial you know of course right. but when it comes to financial i would like for them to take care of the larger bills right like mortgage all that kind of stuff or whatever right. and i say just take care of the house you know i make sure you got some clothes mm. and all that kind of stuff make sure you got food you know mm. all that. now i if i work full-time just like you work full-time we're gonna have to share this cooking thing and stuff like that yeah because Mm-mm. Unless you, I'm just gonna be at the house. If I'm mm. now, if I'm at the house and you working and you paying everything, I'm gonna make sure you got your three meals, yeah. three snacks a day, all that. Yeah. But if I'm working too, you gonna have to step up. Yeah. Step but that's how I am when I'm in a, like when I'm actually in a relationship. That's how I am though. Even when I'm coming home for like long day of work and I'm exhausted because I'm listen doing working. 10, 12 hours a day, then doing your own business and come with creatives and all that kind of stuff. And then coming home to deal with a whole different personality is already a lot. It then, is. Then it's like, okay, there's no food. It's like, okay, it's my night to cook, huh? <laughs> all right. And then like just having that engine, like sometimes depending on who you with, sometimes they understand their stuff but say, all right, I got this. We, you can mm-hmm. just take a shower. And that's okay like, sometimes yeah. if it does happen like that. You do have to be understanding um, with whoever you're with, yeah. um, take a look at them. Sometimes, some days, you, you just your mental is going to be a little down, and you you need that other person to kind of step up and kind of help a little bit more. So that's when you know you put aside the whole fifty fifty thing, and sometimes you got to do eighty twenty. Yeah, you got to get somebody that's that's with it because this whole new generation stuff is like it's crazy. It's, it's hell, and they lazy. It's lazy as hell. It's, it's, it's so lazy. Yes, yes. It, and, and it's almost like it's like they expect they expect everything from the opposite. Like mm-hmm. they is like it's like, bro, what are you what are you gonna do? Like absolutely nothing. And, you follow, <laughs> right. and, and the thing is a lot of people now, from what I notice, is that so based on like growing up, how they're being raised, they're letting social media stuff and also like celebrity lifestyle raise them in a way yes. and they just don't and they just don't know so they feel like this is what's supposed to be mm-hmm. so i understand it cuz that's all you see and these people getting all this attention and that's what you want cuz you feel like that's the way of like living life so i understand mm-hmm. that i get that but it's going to hurt them in the long game yes it's it's going to hurt them and it's like mm-hmm. it's so it's so it's so lazy like it's always they they expecting something nothing to give back um, and with that, I feel like I don't. I didn't ask. How old are you? Thirty four. Thirty four. Okay, so I'm thirty three. So we were around during a time where social media was not it. Like it didn't exist really. Um, and we were the ones who kind of got into social media. Like right. we were the start of it. Right. So we we know how things were before social media and mm. how things are now. And mm. my perspective when it comes to especially dating, man, yeah, they be on some other stuff. But and listen, 
I know it like it's, it's from the influence of you know mm-hmm. just seeing other people on social media and celebrity stuff like I'm just like you first of all sir you're not a celebrity so you can't do what Offset do yeah. you can't do what yeah. Drake do you can't do that you no that's not gonna work for you yeah see it brings me to this though this is what it brings me to because this is what when these platforms goes away, then what's going to happen? Because they're going to go away. Yo, but definitely. That's, but a lot of people, they don't understand. They don't pay attention. They feel like this is a forever thing. Like, every every great business that's been around went away. Like, it, it's... Let's talk about MySpace. MySpace used to be it. But that's okay? what I'm saying. Like, and so, look, my, thing is, what's gonna, my thing is, what's going to happen when you don't have these platforms yes. to raise you? Then what? Now, this caused depression. This caused a lot mm-hmm. of suicidal. This caused for, like, a lot of entitlement. Um... And I don't, I don't think these people actually understand that, like because I I've been like I've been around women that they just they live on social, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm the type of person I'm like if we out on the set and I want you on your phone, I'm not gonna be on mine. We're gonna keep this you respectful. Shouldn't be. You shouldn't. Be. And outside of that, outside of who they are on social media, they, this is not this person in in, in person. This is like a whole different person. I'm like, God, you born like you ain't got nothing to talk <laughs> about, like right? Because I actually I ain't gonna lie. I, Anybody that knows me personally, I have no problem kicking somebody out. And I and I've you done look like it. You and look I'm, like you ain't got no problem. Listen, with it. I don't because I and I had to get I got comfortable with that at an early age. Cause like cause I know people just like keep trying. They keep trying. Mm-hmm. So it's like, hey but dog, look, I'm gonna call you an Uber though. But I appreciate you coming out though. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like I appreciate it, I appreciate the time, but this ain't it. Because like, and I hate and what I noticed too, people with no conversation, they talk about the same stuff. Repeat like a like you got a song over on, like you got again. a song on replay. Mm-hmm. It's like, bro, we just talked about that. It's got to be something else. So, what you want to do with yourself? I don't know. All right, well, what you into? I don't know. I really just like chilling out. No, what are you into? Like, right? It's, it's no person. Like, it's no person. It's no personality. With being, you know, a woman. Um, I, I, it really irks me. Um, when it comes to a man, so called, trying to pursue me. But he doesn't ask me anything about myself, you know? Like, he doesn't really try to get to know me. It's always just... They either talk about themselves repeatedly mm-hmm. or... You know what's Just funny. being, you know, they just jump to sexual stuff. What's, and I yeah. don't like that. I'm just like, okay, let me show that I'm interested in you in that type of way first before you just be like... Oh, let me let me see this. Let me see this. Send me this type of picture. Oh no! Like let me let me I show have, that interest first. I have a lot of female friends that actually reach out to me about a dude that they date, and it's like, what do I need to expect? So I had to give them advice based on guys. So I had to let I had to let go mm-hmm. some secrets. I'm like, did he ask you how your day was? Like, what is what is he talking about? And that matters. And, it and goes it does, a long and, way. And it does matter. I was like, I said, and I was telling one of my friends recently. I was like, she was like, yeah, I just talked to this guy. He got this going on, this going on. I said, that's fine, that's cool. I said, but what y'all talk about? And she's like, oh, yeah, you know. When she said, yeah, you know, I was like, is he the guy that just talk about work? She's like, yeah. I said, outside of that, what you talk about? Oh, no, you know, just be talk-. I said, y'all don't be talking about shit. Basically. Because I, said, <laughs> I said, because what happened is if you meet a guy that's 100% into work, like, depending on what type of job you have, um, I said, that's all he ha- That's all he has to talk That's all he has to offer because that's all he knows. I said, so you're not going to get this other... You're getting 20 right now, not the 80. Yes. And I talk about 80-20 rule a lot. Okay, Steve Harvey. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. It might be my big brother. <laughs> but I'm just saying, like, so it's like, you're getting 20 right now. So, but when y'all go out and have these conversations and he's not at work, like, is there's real? Is it a junior conversation? Like, is he really trying to figure out how, how are you? Like, how's mm-hmm. your day been? 
Is there something that he can help you with? Like stuff like that. And people don't ask them questions no more. They don't. They don't. It's so many people. They feel like um, it doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. Like they feel a lot of people let sex and just being seen on social media take priority over being just really human. And I be around a lot of girls. In my mind, I'm like, I don't even want like, and I listen. Most of my female friends are absolutely gorgeous, okay? Mm-hmm. They are. And most of them, actually, I don't even think about, like, sex now. Because, like, and I could and I, and I could deal with a chick on, like, a homegirl, homeboy level. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't, I'm not pressured for that kind of stuff. Right. I'm just not. I don't I don't know why I make, I don't know. It just. I mean, that's a good thing. It is. I, I mean, it is a good, good thing. thing. It is a good thing. So, it's like. And everybody thinks whoever whoever I'm posting on social is like, oh, you were her? Like, she beautiful. I'm like, no, nah, we ain't got to be together. Like, this my that's my dog. Whatever. Yeah, right. And right. Um, but you have to have those relationships and have that that respect level. Yeah, say, yeah. You know. Yeah, that's a that's a thing that a lot of people um, respect does not exist. Mm-hmm. Being respectful, being considerate, it just I don't know what happened. I feel like when I was like, when I first started dating as a teenager, it was there. Yep. But it's like now where I'm in my early 30s, it's just like, where the fuck did it go? Like, what, what happened to you? What, like, what's the, where's the disconnect coming from? Disconnect too. With most guys too, like, the disconnect sometimes happen after sex. Yeah. I don't know if, I if, if a lot of women noticed. So everything is always great in the beginning. I call it taking them on the magic carpet ride. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know everything is lovely, and then the sex come, and after that, it's it turned to Casper. Oh yeah, it's like definitely. oh you ain't, you don't talk as much. Like what are we doing? Right, I haven't heard from you like all day. What's going on? This is know? why. This is why I let a lot of females like if I'm gonna do that, I let them know the beginning like a little bit, dog. <laughs> hey, look, this is what it's gonna be. And all that's right. a good thing to let somebody What's, know in the but, beginning. Yeah, but definitely, someone to understand that. And, they still you know think that, that. kind of goes into this whole other thing that um I've seen somebody make a meme about it on social media. Right. They was like they tired of these two week relationships, like where. You may not even make it to sex. I mean, it's not, ex- expectations. Honestly, I don't care if you have sex on the first day. If you don't, it, it's your business. You do what you do. But I have met several people where, like, they show like major interest those first couple weeks, yeah. and then it just fall off. And I'm be- just like, because it's expectations. It's like this is this is <laughs> all right. So my secret is is that. I don't go into anything with expectations. Like, I don't want nothing. And that's something I need to adapt to. I'm not being yeah. on that right now. <laughs> yeah, because you, listen, because my thing is this, once you go and have these expectations of these people and they don't give you exactly what you want at the time you may want it or, like, in a certain way you may want it, then automatically you, like, either turned off or in your mind it's like, I oh, don't know because, like, I thought it was gonna, this going to happen and it didn't. You know what I'm saying? So once you take the expectations out of it and just let things go naturally like the way they're supposed to, then it's gonna go. It's gonna go exactly how it's supposed to. You mm-hmm. cannot think that because you're, right. you're out with somebody that this is it. You're right. You're this right. is not it. You're definitely right about that. You're right about and that. So and I had to, and I had to, and I had to turn it to that guy because I was the type that if I meet a pretty chick, I'm like, oh, this is it. This is you know. what I'm saying? <laughs> I was that guy. Like I used to be a guy. I used to be listen. Dog. <laughs> like especially in my twenties, like I felt like if I had a pretty girl. And she had some somewhat conversation like this is this is gonna be my girl and I'm whipped. I'm doing everything. <laughs> Not whipped. I, I was whipped. <laughs> and um, but yeah, so that's what I'm saying. So 
when you get so many disappointments, you have to adapt and be like, okay, maybe if I go on this without expectation, it won't hurt as much. Because if something happened, cool. then you just move on to the next. So it's like, and I do the same thing with business too. I don't think too high or too low. So like, let's say oh, yeah. for, so let's say, and I tell people this all the time, it's like, if somebody come to me and say, hey man, congratulations, I appreciate what you're doing. Then I'm like, thank you. It's at that level. Somebody say, hey man, that shit horrible. I hate it. I appreciate you. Everything's there. I keep my mind at a level. You have to. I don't, I don't think too high. I don't think too low. I just keep it right there. And I, and I try to stay focused. Yeah, because everybody's not going to like what you're doing. And no. you have to be okay with it because they just may not be your audience. They you just cannot, might be your target you audience cannot, or your customer. You cannot impress everyone. You can't. The, the biggest thing on the business side, too, as well, because I know we talk a lot about business, is that it's not about how many people you attract. It's about attracting the right people. I like that. That's that's very true. And that's what I kind of, um, that's my big thing. I, I don't try to appeal to everybody. It's just like, um, I've had some people that be like, oh, I don't like, you know, the way you make this. I don't like the, the recipe or whatever. Okay, cool. But this is my number one seller. So, obviously, other people like it. So, I don't I don't let that bother me. I just be like, oh, okay, well, you know, the I hope you find is, what you're looking for with somebody else. The hardest thing is telling that person that's down is... is Thank you. I appreciate you. Yes. Not, that's the hardest thing. Cause I do I do that a lot. Like I appreciate you for saying this. And then but somebody else will come and defend it. So it's like, I got people that got my back and I don't even know. Yes. So it's like, cool. I appreciate you. It's horrible. I appreciate you, man. Maybe I'll do better. Let me know. You tell me what, what you feel like what should what should work. And then they got nothing for you though. Yeah. So now you just hate it. Yeah. And you, there are a lot of people that um they be hating. I know. I got. I got close. I really got close people that be hating. Oh, all the time. Th- those are the worst ones. The ones close to to you. That's why you know the whole saying of keep your your enemies close. But you don't even have to keep your enemies close. They already close. Most of them. Like I have. Like I spoke about it before. I have several people that I used to consider to be my friends, like mm-hmm. really close friends. So unsupportive. Or they only support me when it's benefiting them. You when know things when like that. When they sing. Huh? When they get seen. Yo, yeah. Oh, when they get seen, they like, get oh, product. they finna get seen. You know, they finna get some attention. That's when they want to show up and support or whatever. And I've learned, and I would say this past year was really like the biggest revelation for me when it came to that, where I really just like had to cut people off. Like, I can't talk to them no more. It's going to be a long game with that, though. It's a long, it's a long-term game. It's going to be more of that. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Definitely. So, we'll get just a little kind of fun or whatever. So, right. I don't know. There are a lot of people, they they don't travel much. Do you travel? I, all right. So, when I tell you I am a workaholic, it is bad. People try to make me. So, you got to work even if you don't feel good? Yeah. The only, like... I the used only, to be like that. The only time that I don't really make it work, if if I if I can't walk as I want to walk, <laughs> then it's like, <laughs> that is all right, this is like, all right, big dog, dude, just hang it up. But if I can move, if I got a headache, but if I can move, I'm going. If I'm like, uh, ugh, getting ready, like throwing up, whatever, but I can move, then I'm working. Oh, uh, but, I used to be like that, but I'm not anymore. But I get that from my granddad, though. I get it. I get it. And I, I don't was, know where to start. And then Trina yell at me to this day. She's like, bruh, sit down. We, and I, we got and I have to yell at Trina. You know what I'm saying? Like, so it's, <laughs> and I got to do that too sometimes with her. But it's like, 
I just don't know when to st- stop or sit down. I understand. I used to be that person. I sometimes I still am. It's just like, like I said, on the weekend, my weekends are pretty much dedicated to to bacon. So, say for instance, somebody having a party on Saturday, they may hit me up Thursday, right? And they be like, "I'm so sorry, it's, you know, this is a late message, but I want to know if you can fit me in for this." Most of the time, I'm gonna try to fit them in, mm-hmm. and I, oh, I pay for it. I pay for it over the weekend. Like, I'm a zombie on the weekends most of the time. Mm. That's If you see me out, most of the time, I'm zoned out. Like, mm. I'm not even really paying attention to what's going on because I'm so tired. I'm so sleepy. Like, I people don't really understand everything that goes into um, making, like, just one decorative cake mm. when most of the weekends I got to do, like, four or five. Plus other treats and stuff like that. They don't understand the process. Like, you got to let stuff sit in the fridge for a long time. Yep. You got to make this. You got to make that. You got to do this, do that. So, like I said, I don't really sleep on the weekends. And I'm trying to get better about that, though. I, I tell myself, like, no, you got to say no. Yeah. And the holidays, like, I'm a big holiday person. I'm a, I love holidays. Mm-hmm. I love birthdays. I love mm-hmm. any any special occasion. I just be like, I gotta put a smile on these people's faces. So I try my best to to do it. But yeah, with the work thing, okay. So I work nine to five, mm-hmm. and I was at a different company. I'm in the same field. I work in insurance. I handle um serious injury claims. Mm-hmm. So deaths and I just I never thought I would be doing something like this, y'all, because I am like the biggest crybaby ever. Okay. <laughs> I am very emotional. I am very empathetic. I feel like what other people feel. So <laughs> I, I never thought I would make it this far mm-hmm. in the insurance um, claim business. Mm-hmm. Like I had, um, and this is a little bit off, but I remember about two years ago, I had a claim where um, my insured was at fault and they had basically killed someone. Mm-hmm. Um, and the person that was in the car with them, their passenger is now paraplegic. And I had to call my insurer to get a statement from them. And he started crying on the phone. Y'all, I started crying too. Yeah. I was like, I was like, I can't be doing this. I can't be doing this. But I gave so much to that other company, um, where now, I mean, the company that I made is much better. But I've, I tell myself now, like, I'm not going to overwork myself right. for somebody else. Right. I just I just don't. Right. I may overwork myself for me, and I need to stop that too, but right. that's something I don't do. So if I don't feel good, I ain't going to. Well, I don't have to go. to. I, I work from home, but you know what I'm saying? Like, if I mm-hmm. don't feel good mm-hmm. to a certain point, I'm not going to make myself work. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know how to sit down. See, my thing is, too, is like, okay. So... The reason why I think I'm a workaholic like this, too, is because... So, growing up, I've been promised a lot of stuff, right? Mm-hmm. And, it, and it never happened. Oh, and, I can and, and then it got to a point where it's like, bro, if you don't work for it, you just ain't going to get it. Because yes. these people that's telling that's going to do it for you, moms, dads, grandparents, everybody say, I'm going to get this for them, do this for you, and they don't. And you get so much of that, it's like really getting beat down. Oh, yeah. So then, that's and that's how I got to how I am now, because it's like, if you want this... Bro, you gotta work. You gotta work and go get mm-hmm. it, and and it's at all costs. Like, yeah, you're gonna be tired. It's gonna be some nights that you can't. You're gonna work yourself to death. You can't walk. You ain't getting enough sleep. You might take your emotions out on somebody because yes. they they want yes. your attention. It's like, bro, I ain't got t-. like you. You just you know what I mean because you're trying to accomplish something, but it's like, damn. 
And that's when I was like, when I was talking about social media, it's like, because you see all these people like having so much fun. And it's yes, like, yes. and some of it be fake, but it's like, it's just the idea like, damn, they having so much fun. It look like they ain't doing, putting no effort in and doing the stuff. And I'm over here killing myself. Like, <laughs> right. And they ain't got, and they ain't got <laughs> shit going on. You know what I mean? So it's like, and it almost makes you feel like you're not doing enough. Enough, yeah. And so it's, it's and that's and when it's a major thing. Cause you know, that's when anxiety um, kicks in. Depression, anxiety, and like the rate of suicide increased so much over the past couple of years. And that's what, and that's when it goes media. back to we're talking about mental health. Yes. Because that kind of stuff, when you see other people got all the stuff going on, vacations, or mm-hmm. they, they buying new cars and new watches, whatever it is that you might be into, and you see that person doing this, like, Damn, what am I doing wrong? Right, because I ain't gonna. Sometimes now, when I do see like, because I feel like I am at a good place in life where I am really ready for like a serious relationship. Sometimes when I see certain, I be like, man, what? Like, what is it? But it's just really, it's just not my time. You know, you just have to really take that in and realize it's just not your time. I, I'm not that person that's gonna take it to the extent of like. Yeah, it got to be something wrong with me because ain't nothing wrong with me. Did you, did you grow up in a family that's real close? So I, the way I grew up, grew up it was kind of it was broken. Okay. So my grandmother raised me and my sister. Mm-hmm. Um, we we would see my mom and dad sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, my dad he um got married when I was like nine. Mm-hmm. My mom um she just she was living her life. Mm-hmm. Put it that way, she was living her life. <laughs> so. I um, didn't see, you know, much of, like, really healthy, like, relationships. But I got, I, I felt like I was the most loved person in the world by my grandmother. Mm-hmm. You know, she made made me feel really, really important and really special. Mm-hmm. And when she died, I would say that's when real life kicked in. Mm-hmm. When she died, um, I had to accept that, I had to accept rejection on a whole nother level. And I'm just be honest, like I told people when I first started this, my truth is my truth, okay? So my my dad and his wife, I remember them saying, no, they can't stay with us. Mm. I remember aunts and uncles saying, no, they can't stay with mm. us. So I had to t- learn how to deal with rejection mm. early on. Mm. And then we went to stay with someone. Um, it was still considered foster care, but we didn't know this person. Mm. It was nothing like before, you know, or whatever. So I really felt like I mean, people think I be over exaggerating, but people that were around during that time, they know I'm not. I really felt like Cinderella or something. Mm. Like we were confined to going to school, mm. taking care of everything in the house, mm. not being able to really live a teenage life. Mm. So during that time, I really did not see. I didn't feel love. I didn't really see love. Mm. You know. So it came a. A time where I really kind of lost a little hope in it. Mm. But that's when, um, when I got older, like, I really became, like, an adult. I was like, okay, no, I got to I gotta unlearn this stuff that I've seen. I got to go back to my roots. And yeah. I got to heal. Right. So that's something that I've, I'm constantly working on it still because sometimes I find myself going back to, like, I'm not a good enough type thing. Yeah, like I, I have definitely, de- I dealt with enough. that, a, especially last year. I would say last year, like I said, le- probably the biggest revelation I ever had in my whole life. One of the hardest years of my life. Right. Um, I was, it wasn't like an official relationship, but right. I was talking to somebody, you know, we say talking or whatever. 
And um, it was it was this like thing that kind of went off and on for a couple years. Right. And I felt like things were going in a certain direction. And I, y'all, I got slapped in the face so hard last year. This person got married. I used to be that guy. And then tell me uh, to after the fact, like, and I'm just like, okay, yeah, like, what's going, what's wrong with me? I used used to be that guy that I was blaming myself for, like, I got a lot. All right, so, okay, so what's funny is that, so I didn't grow up as that like I was Wood fan, but I wasn't as close. So mm-hmm. I I pretty much kind of grew up on like survival really versus love. Yeah, that that was my thing, and it's like it, it was kind of like. Uh, and it's hard to go from it, one it, to the other. It's kind of like it's kind of like tough love, and you got to learn the stuff. And then mm-hmm. I watch people how they grew up, and you got all these women that feel like they need to get married and have family stuff like that, and they and it's because they grew up in a close family household. Um. And that's something I pay attention to as well. I'm real detailed. Oh, yeah. You have to pay attention to that. You have yeah, to. Yeah. So, like, and I think, for me, I know that uh, I used to blame myself a lot for, like, relationships that didn't work. When they didn't work, I was like, damn, what I did wrong? Right. I was like, maybe if I would have told her this at this time, this could have been mm-hmm. it. Maybe if I would have said this at this time, this would have been it. Or that thing she asked for last week, if I would have did that, maybe it would have made this. Like, yes, and yes. Then, and it got to a point where it's like, you know what? You ain't did nothing wrong. Like, just stop. <laughs> Just like, what are you doing? Just stop. Like, it just wasn't. It just wasn't for you, and that's so you got to be yeah. okay with that. Mm-hmm. And, and that's something up. I had to learn too. But I really appreciate you saying back. that though, and because there's so back. many men that won't say that. They usually just be like that's a whole like a woman thing. But I know it's a man thing too. Like it's a human thing. I'm very self aware when it comes to that. If I know it's my fault. I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, you fucked this up, bit dog. That's you, right? And I'm okay with that. I'm okay with. Because like, sometimes we all make mistakes. Sometimes we all do. I'm okay with all yeah, that. Yeah, you have to, you know, you have to hold yourself accountable. Because I catch myself sometimes now still, where I am selfish sometimes. I um, but you have to be sometimes. Yeah, definitely. But sometimes yeah, I don't have to be, and I just be like, oh, Ooh, let me chill, let me apologize. You know, like let me be a little more sensitive. I can feel to the myself situation. going to that point at, at sometimes, like what, and then it's like, nah, just stop. You ain't gotta do that, right? Like, because sometimes, like, I ain't gonna that little that pride thing. It kind of take over sometimes. I be like, I ain't gotta take this shit. Right. You know, like I ain't gotta deal with it. Right, let me take this <laughs> right? Do you know who you're talking to? Yeah, like, all right, all right, no. So yeah, so <laughs> you have to reel yourself back in mm-hmm. with that. Um, but transitioning from an environment filled with love to going to survival, whew, that was tough. It was it was real tough. And then having to go back from survival to love. Because I I I love love. Like I am like that person that's gonna watch the most I sappy really just movie. Start, I really just started accepting that. I love sappy movies, okay? Like my favorite movie of all time is a walk to remember. Okay. I don't know if you ever seen that before. If I did, maybe once. So it's based on a book by Nicholas Sparks. Okay. You know, most people love the notebook. Yeah. Honestly, the notebook is not one of my favorites. Okay. I like I watch it, but it ain't nothing that I'll just be like, yeah, let me put a notebook on. I don't do that. But a walk to remember, that's my movie. Mm-hmm. I love it. And I love um PS I Love You. Mm-hmm. You ever seen that before? Mm-hmm. Yep. That is one of my favorites. And just a little little tangent on that. So I have, we have, um, my grandmother, when I was younger, she actually used to work for this couple Mm. and, um, she was a nanny Mm. for them. And, um, they kind of took to me and my sister because they didn't have any daughters. Right. They only had a son. So they would do certain stuff for us and they kind of, they stayed in contact with us even after my grandmother passed. So certain things like big things, 
they showed up and they made sure we had certain stuff right. or whatever. And even as an adult or whatever. So, but anyways, we call them our godparents. And my godmother, she passed away last year. And she kind of did the P.S. I love you thing. She left behind, like, letters and different things and stuff. Like, the day of her memorial, mm-hmm. we had we each had a letter addressed. That's so, a, like that sounds that. so emotional. When I tell Listen, you, like... Listen, oh, man, I'm about to cry. That's I, look, I'm trying, to, I'm trying to keep it down now <laughs> yeah, because... Golly. This was one of her favorite holidays, mm-hmm. and it has been hard not having her here. And not, you know... Because she always gave the best Christmas cards. Like, she really went overboard when it came to the holidays. I'm talking about Easter, Halloween, all that. I just stopped getting an Easter basket probably when I was, like, 28. But that's that kind of helped me to be like, okay, this type of love, it does exist. Mm. You know, with those type of things, with seeing things that she did and other people. So, that helped me to get back into, like, okay, let me heal so I can fully just yeah. abiding love. Yeah, I think I think when my granddad died, that's that's what made me more emotional. Listen, mm-hmm. when my granddad died, I listen, I had never had anything to hit me that hard. I'm talking like death is hard, bruh. Like no, I've been to a lot of funerals, mm-hmm. but that one, that that one took me out. And ever imagine. since, and ever since then, like. Small stuff like in movies, I start getting emotional. I was like, yes. "Bro, who are you, bro? What is this? We don't do this. This is not what we do." You know what I'm saying? Like you'd be watching a regular movie and they have like a sad scene. Like normally, you watch a sad scene. Like, all right, cool, sad, another sad scene. Right. And then this one pop up. It's like, bro, and it's like, do you are emotional? Like, what what is wrong? And then but that's like, a good thing because it is. I but know for me and y'all are taught early on not to really we got uh, deal with emotions. But but we got to unlearn that too, yeah. though. Yeah, you gotta, definitely. You got to unlearn that part too, though. Um, and that's when now a lot of guys now need therapists because of that kind of they stuff. They do, they do, they do. Like we, because thing is, one, as far as guys go, we all like to be like you know tough guy, manly. Mm-hmm. We was was we grew up learning like, hey, if you fall, don't cry. You know, like this is what happened. You handle like, you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. like, and it's never nobody to talk to. Like, and you feel these, and you feel these emotions, but it's like you know. They don't want to talk about it, but you have to find the people that's on the same level that you had this conversation with yeah. that has no judgment outside of that. Mm-hmm. Because then you had these your homeboys, you had these people you talked to, and then you tell them this stuff coming out of the raw emotion, and like, oh man, you need to toughen up. Oh man, you soft. Right. Like, you just need, man, fuck that bitch. You know what I'm saying? Stuff like that. It's <laughs> like, you know what I mean? And, and that's how we grew up. Right. And it's like, what? That's not what I need. Like, and you know that because after that conversation, you you might be influenced with like, yeah, you're right, but dog. But when you get in that car and everything get back real, it's like, I really didn't need to hear that. Like, I needed something yeah. else. And so that's why, like I said, we just gotta be for for men. We just gotta unlearn a lot of stuff, and it's okay to be vulnerable. It's okay to have these. Mm-hmm. But I think for men too, like it's just having that person that listens, but also actually understands it yeah and not be that person like friends nowadays it's gonna be all right like we're gonna get past this yeah you're gonna be good girls keep doing your thing like no that's not what i need yeah like yeah. i appreciate you saying that but it's nah. just like you know when somebody um somebody dies somebody passes away i absolutely hate when people say this to other people like i know how you feel or it's gonna be okay it's gonna get better it's gonna be no, you you don't you don't say those and words. I conversate, and I conversate different with people with that kind that. of stuff. Like yeah, you have to. Like one of my homegirls is going through some crazy times right now, which I understand it. So instead of me texting her saying it's gonna be all right, you gonna pull through this, I just gave her a whole 
spill like you know how you how I, I know how you feel, but I'm not I'm not gonna tell you like I know how you feel. So mm-hmm. I just get into like deep details so she have a true understanding of what's going on. So she appreciated most. So that way, yes. if she needed to reach out, I say, "Hey, big dog, I'm right here." Because it's different for everybody, like you know, especially coming from a male. Because like you're not mm-hmm. expecting the male to tell you like. I'm gonna be here for you no matter what. Or like, yes, you don't. You know, I'm, like yeah. if you really want to talk, like I'm here and I'm here to listen. I won't tell you like, oh, you need to do this or that. Because like, it's hard listen. sometimes as a woman, especially when you, um, I'm just gonna, you're kind of attractive. It's hard to have genuine male friends mm-hmm. that actually care about you. They don't want you know anything yeah. sexual with you or anything like that. Um, it's hard. And it's hard to really just kind of accept it from like a man sometimes. Um, I I can count on one hand how many genuine male friends I have, and not even use my whole hand because <laughs> most of them they they cross those lines, and yeah. it's just like okay, now our friendship kind of messed up. And I then, a lot of females that way they're like, oh, you don't want nothing from me, like. Nah. Yeah, and, and a lot of men don't know how to take rejection either. So, like, there are some I that I have been friends with for a very long time, but when I reject them, it's they don't want to be my friend no more. Like, right. I don't hear they ain't not my I, friend no more. I, I, I welcome rejection. It's let me say something. I don't know what it is about rejection. It's just like maybe when I got rejected, maybe it was a good thing. And, yeah. I, and I mean, like, it could have been, well, it could, it could be several things. It could be one, the person that I'm trying to talk to, maybe they just got finished a breakup or mm-hmm. like, or maybe they just had a bad day and didn't want to talk to somebody. Or am I in? Maybe they're crazy as hell and it's a good thing. They said, nah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Too. Because two days ago, this bitch was knocking down nigga windows. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, and, yeah. I had, and I had those chicks too. So it's like, the rejection side doesn't bother me at all. Like, and then what happens is to them females that's used to getting all this attention and then I don't pay them attention, then they come to me. It's like, oh, you ain't paying me no attention. Like, you don't want nothing. No. And, and, I, and I love it that way because it's like, they expect me to talk to them. Yeah. And I'm like, you good, but dog? It's definitely an ego thing sometimes, too. Um, but. Are you okay with coming up to a guy and talking to him? Because there are, there are women right now that feels like a guy has to come to them. Like, they have okay, to. So and I'm was, like, bro, how, how you say you want to be with this person or want to get known, but you don't want to take the initiative to try to talk to me either? If you, you can ask my friends, I'm okay with shooting my shot, okay? Sure. I'm okay with shooting my shot. I've done it before. Even before, like, when I was kind of shy, like, I might not have came, like, right up to that person and said anything. I might inbox you if you're my friend on social media. If you hadn't said anything to me, I'm going to say something to you. If I'm interested, I'm going to show that I'm interested. So I don't have a problem now. Like, I'm even more confident now because that's something I had to learn over the years, too, just be really confident within myself. But I'm even more confident now, and I will come to you. Like, if it's somebody that I'm interested in, I'm going to come to you. I'm going to say something. Another thing is, too, and I just posted this on, on, I think just on Facebook, I think I might post it, but it was like, some people say, as far as me goes, they say that I look intimidating sometimes. <laughs> or like... Uh, I commented on that post. <laughs> yeah, you did. Yeah, you did. Show that. But it's like, it's kind of like, hey, I want to talk to you, but I didn't really know how to come at you because you just look like you just don't want to talk to nobody. Or it's like, you got this demeanor of like, I got my shit together type thing, and maybe I don't, and I just don't want to involve myself. with Like, so people... 
come with they come with an image of like mm-hmm. you know this thing of like how they feel that you are yes. as a person. And I'm like, girl, I'm the total opposite. They do. People definitely. Do. I get that a lot too. Um, from certain men, they be like, yeah, I didn't know how to approach you. I didn't, you know, know how to do this or say this. And I'm just like, or they be like, you know, I thought you were really stuck up and all this. Like, I now I I'm gonna claim I am bougie. I am very bougie, mm-hmm. but I am not stuck up. Yeah, I'm not. I am one of the most down to earth people ever. Like I am, I'm very silly. Mm-hmm. I, I don't am. care how corny something is. I'm probably gonna laugh at it because it's funny to me. I am very silly. I, I look at, I find humor in everything. You have to. I feel like humor keeps life going. It makes it. It makes it a little more worthwhile. Yeah, and that's not. That's not a hard thing to find. It's hard to find a lady that has a sense of humor, like a real one. Oh, I know. Cause some of my friends, I be like. They be so like, <laughs> like they be like I'm that like they be like I'm that bit type person all the time. I'm like yeah. this shit is exhausting. Yeah, I'm not. I no I'm jokes, no nuts. Like, bro, <laughs> do you know how to have fun? Right. You know what I mean? And, the, and that part is, and that's how that, that's how it ends with me. Like you don't reach out to me, you don't talk to me. No, yeah, I know because this is horrible. Like mm-hmm. you have no personality outside of trying to make people laugh on social, but you have nothing. Yes, and you Zero. have to. I feel people need to whatever you're trying to portray on social media, you need to make sure you're backing it up as a person. So it's many just, people just post being authentic. They yeah, they're not authentic, but they will post all these great things on social media of this person that they want to be, but they're not that person. Mm. Me, I'm the I'm the same person on social media that I'm off of it. Um, that's just how I am. Like I appreciate people to be genuine with me, so I'd rather be genuine with them. And like I said, I'm gonna have fun. I can go somewhere and it's boring as I know. It could be ten people there. I'm gonna have fun. Yep. I'm gonna have fun. Yep. Regardless. Like if I say something boring, y'all, it's really boring. If I say something boring, because I make the best out of anything. And that's also something that just kind of comes from how you're raised in childhood yep. when you don't get what you expect. So you just make the best out of it. Yep. You know? Yep. But um, back to the whole traveling thing. So I'm just going to kind of ask you just a few more questions and that's kind of Yeah, you good. Yeah, yeah. So what is like your number one place that you want to visit? Ooh. Um, out of country. I'm going to say out of country. Okay. So I always want to go to Singapore. Okay. But the thing is, all right, the thing is about these these out of country flights, right? I can't handle a plane outside of like three, four hours. Me and too. you talking like a day and a half probably with Singapore, and I'm out. It's, I bro, feel you. I feel you on that. Like I, because I, I feel I like it's too, it's too much time to crash. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. That's, what, that's how I feel. It's, it's too, too much, much water. Time. It's too much water. It's too like, much time to crash. That's a lot of water. Yeah. You think about it. Like you pretty much just gonna be over water that whole time. And I took it all the time. Like I have never been on a cruise before. I'll get on a plane really you like know, in a heartbeat. I, I never been on a cruise, but either. I have never been on a cruise because I'm scared. I am scared to get on a cruise because of the water. <laughs> Um, I went to You start thinking about Titanic <laughs> Yes that <laughs> So I went to uh, Jamaica last year uh-huh. Over the summer And you know My sister and them they, they had a field day with it But I am just not a fan Of being in Big Like a large Body of water And I can't see land So we were gonna go um, Snorkeling and oh, they fine. they said you know they was like oh we're just gonna be like on the you know at the resort on the side shallow water okay cool I can do shallow but when I put my water like in, put my face in the water y'all I seen all kind of creatures 
And I just kind of freaked out. Yeah. Then they were like trying to get me to go further and further out in the water. And I was just like, uh-uh, I can't do that. You got to go swimming. <laughs> Listen, you got to go swimming with dolphins. It, I know. I want to do that. And it it's it's so the fun. most fun but scariest thing in the world. It looks fun. It looks fun. I don't know. Maybe one day I will. I'm, I've been trying. So I made a list. When I turned 30, I made this list of 30 things to do in my 30s. Mm. And I have different things on there to check off of stuff that I'm scared of doing. That sounds like my, uh, I used to have a high school routine come through high school. I felt like. Which, guys, I, I will tell you this right now. If you listen to when I say this. Don't, don't be like me on this part. But this will cause depression and anxiety. When you start listing stuff on what you should have based on a certain age. Oh, yeah. That right there will lead is the quickest way to depression. It really is because <laughs> Listen. back then, if let me tell it, 18-year-old Brittany, by oh 25, God. I was supposed to be married in a house. <laughs> Um, have two kids, have this really elaborate career, it's, all kind of things. That that none of that happened. It's, it's, that's the that's the that's the quickest way to pressure. So please don't don't be that person. Yes, yes, that, yes, yes. We mess ourselves up with putting ourselves on the time clock. Yes, and um, yes. that's something that. But it for me also it came from the pressure of family. So holidays, and that's why like. I know we were talking about Christmas a little bit before we kind of start recording. I was like, I really don't want to go nowhere. I want to be at home because, y'all, I get tired of the questions mm-hmm. when it comes to holidays. Like, who you bringing? Yeah, who you bringing? Where your man at? You ain't brought nobody around the family in so many years. Because, man, holidays or, bring out the emotional side of everybody. Right? They just, and then they'd be like, well, when are you going to have kids? And I'm just like, first of all, y'all don't even know, like, why I don't have a child. You know, stuff like that. Like, they, they, they don't care. They just ask stuff. And I, I know, know my people waiting on something. They're like, boy, we going to have a kid. Uh, yeah, we're going to wait on that one. And that's, my mama is the main one, like, every time. She'd be like, you need to have a child before I get real old. And, and I'm like, are you really going to babysit? Because my my mama crazy. She, um, she, <laughs> she cool for the most part. But she have her moments. Well, she be tripping. So I'm just like, okay, I what my, if I if I have a child right now? Like, what if I got a vacation or something and you trip on me? No, ma'am. I have my moments I'm, where I'm enjoying my life right now. Yeah, I have my moments when I had like too much downtime, and I start. And then that's when I be out, and I see all these people out with their little babies and stuff. Right? I'm right. like, bit dog, and I get caught up sometimes. Like, uh, it's time. Mm-hmm. And then, and then, in that part, then when I get home, it's like, oh, it's about the reality. You don't need this. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, but it, it was for that moment, like, bro, you know what I'm saying? Like, this would be good. It's like. Nah, we good. Way, the quickest way of wake up call for me is when um I get my nieces and nephews. I'm in a bad hard time with this big dog at the house. I'm like, bro, you enough. This when is I, it. Let, a couple weekends ago, we had we had a full house. Me and my sister, because me and my sister are roommates. We had um my twin nephews. They are three. Mm. We had um. My nine-year-old niece. Mm. We had my five-year-old niece. Mm. And um, we have an 11-year-old sister. My dad um, had still had babies. So all of them there. And when I tell you, we both were just like, yeah, we thought we wanted to have a child sometimes. Nah. Just to think about the responsibility of like, I know for me, most of the time, I don't, I don't eat sometimes on schedule and stuff like that. But we had to make sure we had meals ready for them, snacks. You know, you had to make sure they were entertained. They had something to do. Um, 
stuff to play with, make sure nobody's hurting somebody because I'm gonna say the twins. All right, listen, I already know. I got a lot of nieces and nephews, and the best part about nieces and nephews is I give them back. Yes, yes, you give them back. Right. I, woo, I ain't gonna lie, I be ready and to my, give them back. Listen, I be like, my niece yeah. and nephew back home. Woo. And they never want to leave though. They never no, it, it, any, any child. These that are comes like over, these, they never leave. these are like real life baby kids. Yes, I'm talking about. I was locked out of my room. I was locked out of my room. That the um. I used to be a baby kid. I used to be a baby kid. I was bad as hell. I was not. I was not bad. I was, I was a very sweet child. I was, um. I, was, I now I'm not gonna say I didn't <clears> do stuff because no, I, I did, horrible. but I was I was not a baby kid. I was I was horrible. I wasn't now. I would say the worst thing I did as a child was um like smoking paper and stuff like that. That's oh, we all did that. We you did know, that. We like smoked that. chalk, all type of stuff. All kind of crazy stuff. Yeah. Or like, you know, they tell me to go, hey, go throw, chalk. go throw this beer away. Okay, and I'm gonna drink a little bit and stuff like that. Yeah. But that's about the worst that I think I did. But um that traveling to me um is kind of like a major thing on my list right now. So that's another reason why. I was just like, yeah, you are not ready to have a child just yet because I want to be able to go when I want to go. I don't want to have to make plans for somebody else. But um, there are so many people I know, like just around my age, like I'm just like y'all haven't been, y'all gotta start living. It's so like, but you got a lot of people that just 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 scared to leave the state yes, itself. Yes, yes, yes. My first out of country trip was to Cancun, and um. I I was scared. I was like, "What am I? You know, what 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 should I really expect going out of the country?" Um, but it was an amazing experience, and just to see other people live like in their culture and everything, it was just amazing. And Jamaica was amazing. Jamaica was the best. I would say, like, I really felt like I feel like as an African American, we we of course have a disconnect when it comes to just knowing our true roots and stuff like that. And it really just it amazed me and it warmed my heart to see how connected these people were in Jamaica mm-hmm. to their roots. Um it was it was amazing. I went to Aruba this past summer. That was it was cool to see. It was a mix of people. I don't know what I really expected, but it wasn't like y'all expect you always expect this one thing when you start seeing picture and videos, and then when you yeah. actually when you actually dare it, it's kind of like, hmm, what happened to this thing that was in this picture? Though? Right, <laughs> right. You know what I mean. So, last thing I'm gonna ask you, since you know, of course, the podcast I have tea with B. I am big on tea. I love tea. I drink tea mm-hmm. um, throughout the day. Mm-hmm. A lot. I also drink, you know, of course, alcohol beverages. We have a little Bella, got a little rose, Bella. You know, it's, hey. it's yeah, rose. Hey. But what is your favorite tea? You know, honestly, I am not a big tea person. What? This this year, my first time drinking tea was when I got sick, like a few weeks ago. What kind of tea did you have? I don't even know. Maybe like some some type of. I don't know what it was. Some green tea, something. It was real simple. Well, green tea is is very. Um, I just never been. Popular. I really like. I never. I'm not big on tea. I'm not big on coffee. Like those two mm-hmm. things. Those two things. I might have realistically maybe once or twice a year. Oh, that's great. That's that's really good because I definitely um go get me some iced coffee. Um, yeah, like I'm, I don't get it as much as I used to. Like when I used to have to like actually drive to work, I think I consume way more. Now that I don't have to drive to work. 
I don't really drink it like that. I may have an iced coffee maybe once a month. Yeah. Even when somebody send me like a run every once in a while, like to Starbucks, I don't know what the hell to order. <laughs> like, and then Starbucks got some real made up names. Like, I been, I heard the lady say something. I was like, what? I said, what the hell is that? I said, nah. I said, I just, I said, I just want a coffee. They're like, what kind? I said, a coffee. Like, just a coffee. I mean, you, you got to tell listen, me the size. You want tall, grande? You I'm, want... Listen, it's it's so much stuff. I was you want like, like a latte? You want a frappuccino, frappe? You know, you got to... Some of the stuff, lot. I got to look up on Google to see what it is. Because, like, <laughs> one, I probably can't spell it. And then I was like, you know what? Nah, just give me whatever this is. Uh, not whipped cream or that stuff. Just give me the coffee. And they're like, oh, okay. And then when they bring it out, it looks so simple. And everybody looking at me like, I'm the bad guy. Yeah, because like, why you came here? You can yeah, make it at home. Yeah, exactly. It's like, <laughs> now I'm an outcast. Yeah, yeah. definitely. I um, I love tea. Like, my favorite teas are ones that are fused with fruit. Um, and I love anything that just kind of, like, the whole thing about, like, drinking certain teas, like, with lavender and things like that. Mm. Or even, like, um, Ginger, lemon, peppermint stuff, and um, and peach. It's very calming. It yeah. really does relax you. My granddad used to make a tea when we used to get sick. I don't know what he made up. It was nasty, but I don't know what he made out of. But this thing guarantee you, you'll feel better the same day. I don't know what he had in that he thing. He probably made a hot toddy. Bro, no. This man, like, so my grandparents had, like, a garden. He'll go in there, mm-hmm. he'll pick certain leaves, certain vegetables. He'll mix it in with something i don't know what it is and it tastes like absolutely nothing and it's like mm. bro i don't want this this is nasty and it's like just drink a little bit you'll be good and kid you not when it took a couple hours i'm like oh we gucci now nah, we back this we back. good i had a bad experience the first time i made a hot toddy myself um i think i put too much alcohol i was i was knocked out for the next day but I feel better. Oh, listen, you ever did a listen, this shit funny. You ever did uh a whole a, like a big thing of like Theraflu? No. I was litty. Listen. No, I have not. Listen, yeah, I don't recommend it, but if you're gonna drink a bunch of Theraflu at one time, I promise you gonna think you've been on some like, I'm sure at, you will. Like shot at the shot. Listen. I was lit. Like, I thought I was on some edibles. Not so lit, like, had to be out of my mind. So, no, I'm definitely not going to do that. Boy, listen, I, I, was, I was so drunk, man. That, yeah, medicine will make you like, medicine like Theraflu, NyQuil, and stuff like that. That might, really that might have been, be- that might like been better than the edible that, that time, boy. That Theraflu. Better than the edible? That Theraflu. That, mm. Listen, two packs of that? Oh, listen, you, you Stevie Wonder. Oh, uh-uh. I'm talking about. I don't want that. I don't want that. I'm talking you bobbing the head and everything. Uh-uh. Right? like. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, we make we making music for real. But I really enjoyed you coming on. I appreciate today. this is fun. This is fun. So I try to make it a little fun. Try to throw in some little questions and things and stuff. But I really appreciate yeah, you absolutely. coming on. Absolutely. Um, and you know, just tell everybody one more time about your event that's coming up. All right. So there's there's two more. Well, there's one more event for this year. There's another. Uh, Inspired Wind Down Wednesday, which is December 28th at Delta 8 Cigar Lounge in Warner Robins. We're going to have some poets, uh, songwriters. Uh, we got my man DJ AP on the tracks, um, cigars, uh, wines for all over. And the wine is free. You can drink all you want. Mm-hmm, yeah, um, I had like 10 last time I went. Yeah, I'm talking glasses. about yeah, I'm talking, you're getting real wine <laughs> drunk, as the Romans would say back in the day. Yeah. And then uh and then we have a really big cigar event uh January the seventh at Serenity that is called Clash of the Titans. Um, because there's all right, so outside of 
inspired, there's another um, entrepreneur and also business guy named uh, Chan. They do something similar where they, sh- they throw a lot of uh, a lot of cigar events. And this is the first time we collab on an event. And they've been going for years. And we've probably been doing this probably about maybe two or three years. And so this is kind of like, a lot of people feel like this is kind of like a new school versus old school thing. So they hype it up for that. So it's going to be, it's going to be lit. Cause yeah, it it does kind of feel that way because like his demographic and mine is totally different. Yeah. Um, Yeah. But they all come to our events, like the different people um, and different ages come to the event. So they try to get that experience. So this is going to be a, this is going to be a good one. I can't wait for this one. I can't wait. I can't wait to come. It's going to be a good one. And um, I may possibly be a poet for it. Hey. Maybe a poet for it. Hey. I have not like recited my poetry like in front of like a live audience in a minute. I talk to a lot of people that haven't. Uh, they they want to do it, but they haven't had a chance. And that's what that's one thing why I built a platform for that mm-hmm. for those people that haven't had like people that do it but haven't had a chance to say in front of people. And so I had a lot of people that reached out and appreciate it because it's like, bro, I thank you for letting yeah, me do this definitely. because it's like. I've been wanting to give have a chance just to just to see what There's I got in front of people. Platforms here locally. Yeah, for so that. like, and I and I, I was appreciative for them, you know, reaching out like that. Mm-hmm. So it's like I'm happy that I could help, and I'm happy they was able to help me to you know yeah. perform it so we could do the event. So and with yeah. like, especially like when COVID and stuff hit, so I missed it. I missed being in front of people and being able to recite my poetry. So what I would do sometimes as well when I talked about how I started the whole Transparent Thursday things, which y'all. My shit took off. It was trending. Okay. I had other people trending. following what I did and I love it. I love it. I have so many people. I kind of started that whole hashtag of Transparent Thursdays. And then I seen people picking it up. I was like, okay, I like nope. that. But I would um sometimes just talk about like personal stuff, or I would actually recite one of my poems. I would yep. read one of my poems off. And people loved it. And I loved it. So that kind of helped give me. I just that thought of something too. Maybe since you do talk poetry and then you also do words of wisdom and you know affirmation stuff like that would it be cool though like let's say with your bacon you can also incorporate like a poem of yours into these packages when people start ordering too. That, that is, you know that is a good idea i like that i'm gonna work on that i like that i i've never thought about that that's like that cre- that's that creative side yeah, creative creatives i love creatives you know what i'm saying we just build more work we just build more awareness <laughs> That's all. But I love that. Definitely love that. But thank y'all again so much for tuning in and joining Have Tea with B. We are recording at 1212 Studios. It's downtown hey. Macon. Make sure y'all follow them as well on social media, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. I think they have on TikTok as well. 1212. Just look it up. You'll know it when you see it. You know, it's, it, it, they have so much going on here at this studio. Um, and it's a really good atmosphere. Really good work at this. Everybody works really hard. Um, and they really have like just set out a platform for creatives. There are other people that record like their podcasts and things here and have um like concerts and live performances and um things also. They also have a poetry event actually coming up as well this Friday. So it's free. Where is it at? Here? It's be here. Yeah. Friday. On Friday. By tomorrow um, Friday. You know what? Tomorrow is Friday. I I forgot tomorrow Friday. But yeah, <laughs> <laughs> every day. And listen, yeah. every day is Monday on this side. Also, the, the days be moving so fast. Every they move Monday so fast. Days. They move so fast. But make sure if you haven't already followed me, follow me. Have tea with B. Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. Subscribe to my channel and just give me feedback, y'all. Let me know what y'all think about these videos. Things you may want me to talk about that other people don't talk about. You may be a little scared. Just let me know. But thank you. Absolutely.